Welcome everyone to our podcast, Cry, Laugh, Eat, Making Friends with Your Emotions. My name's Ruth and Helen is now going to have a little chat with you too. (laughs) Hello, I'm Helen. It's great to be here again. Thanks for sharing a piece of your day with us. Today we, as always, are going to share an experience and explore the emotion in that experience and what can be learnt from the emotion and how it can be our friend. Okay, Australians and Kiwis have a reputation as a laid-back, happy-go-lucky bunch and they're always keen to laugh first and worry about things later. But that stereotype crashes and burns when it comes to driving. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually have proof of that. I quickly looked up before we did this podcast some statistics on road rage and driving in Australia And a 2024 survey found that 74% of us have experienced road rage. 57% have been tailgated by another driver and 50% of people have had another driver beat their horn at them. (gasps) Yuck. (laughs) So our question to you listeners is how do you react when someone tailgates you or cuts in front of you or beeps their horn or gives you that look that says bad things (laughs) in their mind or gives you the finger and not just how do you react but what are you feeling when you react that way and how can emotions be your friend in this very common everyday volatile situation and Helen you had a really interesting experience and I should say a really interesting reaction um, on the road about a month or so ago do you care to share that with us? I do care to share that, having <laughs> thought about it. Yeah. I mean, would you like to? Do you care? <laughs> Helen always cares. I w- remember we were travelling in the car together a few weeks ago to do something work-related. While I was on this road that had two lanes heading towards a roundabout, I knew the road well, and I noticed that the left lane was very chock-a-block full of cars, bumper-to-bumper, bumper, so I just automatically thought, hmm. I'll just go up the right lane. And when I got to the end of the right lane, right near the roundabout, it was a dead end, which has never happened before. Now, perhaps I missed a sign somewhere. I don't remember seeing a sign. The only choice I had, because I couldn't reverse backwards all the way back to the end of the very long line and drive illegally, the only choice I had was to put my indicator on and merge into the left lane and to do that that required somebody to stop for me and be polite and courteous be polite and courteous so wave (laughs) and smile hello driver yes you may go in front even though I've been in this queue for minutes and minutes (laughs) not happening well I did get in but I put my indicator on and then merged slightly left just to show that I really needed to get in or I was going to be here all day And I expected to wait, but the person who I was closest to started mouthing off at me. I couldn't hear it because his windows were shut and so were mine. But I could see the anger in him and he was giving gestures, rude fingers and really trying to tell me to get lost, but not in those words. I had nowhere to go and he didn't stop, of course, So I waited for him to move forward and hoped the next person would let me in, and they did. So because that was a kind gesture of theirs, I gave a wave of thanks. I just waved my hand up 
And then he started at me too. I could see What, his, the same guy? No, this was the guy behind me that let me in. Oh. Yeah, he, he actually stopped enough to let me in. But when I waved thank you, he looked so angry and he was giving me the finger. Can you share with us what your response was? Yeah, it, I have had a time when I've felt angry back. But I actually felt really embarrassed because I really didn't expect that lane to be closed. So it w- was an honest mistake. So I was really embarrassed and shocked that two people could be so angry at me for needing to merge into a lane. For making a mistake. For making that mistake Mm. and taking 30 seconds of their time, which may be very vital. Who knows? But it was embarrassment that hit me. And this only lasted five, ten minutes, but this feeling of shame started to sink in. That's quite a drastic reaction to such a small event. The thing that I took away from that was realising that Sometimes your past experiences trigger different feelings when you experience different situations. Mine was definitely from childhood and a fear of getting things wrong and being in trouble all the time for getting things wrong. And can you tell us what emotion, core emotion, shame belongs to? Shame comes under the emotion disgust. Which is really interesting because what does disgust notify you of? The emotion disgust notifies us of, well, this is what it says in our book, I am the one who makes you feel selective, who filters out what is bad or harmful for you. I am here to alert you when something is unpleasant or healthy. Or unhealthy. Or actually (laughs) unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, I am the voice in your head that tells you to avoid, to reject, to spit out. (laughs) What lesson or lessons did you learn? Thank you. One of the lessons I learned is to recognise your own patterns inside in the way we react. That was a pattern, a childhood pattern, unnecessary for that situation, but it did happen. And to realise that's okay, just observe it Mm. and, and learn from it. So I learnt... Okay, so sometimes in a situation like that when I'm caught off guard and embarrassed, I could easily slip to shame, which is not a good space to be. Embarrassment's not Mm. that bad, but shame's very self So if you're receiving a notification then from shame, which is disgust-based, what is disgust actually trying to help you with? What is it saying as a friend? If we go back to my situation, if disgust was sitting beside me in the car, I know it would have put its arm on my arm and said, something unpleasant's happening right now and it doesn't feel comfortable and you're at risk mm. of blaming yourself here. Just just hold tight a little bit. Surf the wave of this feeling. Disgust in our book says that these feelings that come when disgust notifies us they're not comfortable but they do help us preserve our dignity and our integrity the other thing it says that it helps us do is to maintain our standards our values and our morals so all of those feelings happened for just a couple of minutes after and I kind of worked my way through them Mm. I think disgust as a friend helps to protect you from the toxicity of someone else and to just Hold fast to your own values, hold fast to your own standards and your dignity and your integrity. Figure out, yeah, I may not have noticed that sign that day and I may have 
looked like I was trying to get right at the front of the line and not join the back of the queue. But I know me and that's not what I was doing that day. Mostly that's not my style (laughs) (laughs) when I'm being well behaved. Disgust was my friend in reminding me, protect your values. You haven't actually done anything deliberately wrong. So you've made two people angry. They're going to have to deal with it. But don't turn this inward and... And blame yourself. Blame myself. Mm. Because when you do blame yourself, you're actually taking on board other people's emotions and you're not responsible for others' emotions, just your own. That's exactly right. Mm. I had no intention of making those people angry. Mm. That was actually their choice. Remember back in our fourth episode, we spoke about disgust as a superhero and that's how... Disgust is the superhero. It comes flying in to protect you to say, hang on here, don't overreact. I feel that disgust helps you just calm and then see the situation how it really is, not how it is in my head or even how it is in that other driver's head. So what message would you want to leave with our listeners about our friend Disgust? I would invite listeners as they finish listening to this episode today, to think about the last time you might have felt disturbed or offended, uncomfortable, feel a sense of dislike or a sense of shame. That is the emotion disgust. And what message would it bring to you? How can disgust protect you from toxic things around you? Others' behaviours. Yes, others' behaviours, things that just don't feel right to you. Disgust is actually a great emotion to have because it really does protect us. We love it, don't we? Yeah. We really, as we've studied disgust, Helen and I have developed a real love for it because it's like the type of friend that comes racing in and says, I've got your back, (laughs) you leave her alone. So just remember that next time you feel offended or ashamed or something like that, that's actually disgust coming into your rescue and saying, hang on, stop. It's protecting you, it's providing a buffer, it's preserving your um, integrity your morals, your values. So welcome it. It's Mm. a great friend. I had a a lovely experience over the weekend talking with a friend and she was sharing a situation with a family member. There were hurtful behaviours in this other person that were affecting my friend. I said, oh, this is what I'm learning about disgust. And I shared with her how it's a protection and it reminds us of our values and our own standards And she had this light bulb moment, it was beautiful, and she said, oh my goodness, that's what I'm feeling, is disgust. But Mm. she was beating herself up a little about feeling bad towards this family member. But really, it wasn't that at all, because she is good and kind, it was simply disgust letting her know, there's a clash here, be careful. I really appreciate you sharing your experience with us, Helen, and if you would like to know more about any of the six core emotions, we have a book called Making Friends with Your Emotions. And it's a really great book. It's a 15-minute read, but it's something you can keep by your bedside table or perhaps on your coffee table and refer to it every now and then because it requires a lot of thought. Each sentence that the emotions share with you, they really do open up the door to feeling a lot more peace within yourself and accepting who you are. 
Mm. We find that that even when we open the book that's ours, sometimes <laughs> we're like, oh, yes, this is what disgust does. That's why I was feeling that way. It's, it's great. This is fantastic, <laughs> if we say so ourselves. And on that very humble note, we'll wish you a very good week. And please, if you would like to share any of your experiences with us, do so by writing to us at Helen and Ruth at squags.com. The links for all our things. <laughs> <laughs> our social media, our website. Everything else is in the, the show notes. Are in the show notes. Thank you so much for helping me, my friend. Oh, Helen. you're so welcome. <laughs> and once again, thank you for being here with us. We've had fun. We hope that you have too. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. There's many ways any of us may react in a situation like that. <laughs> situation like that. Penguin language. Yes. Our fourth episode that was about how disgust is a superhero emotion. Hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. Check out our links on our show notes. Is that right? She thinks she can't hear her. <laughs> but we know you can hear her. Don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> what she means. <laughs> <laughs>